Hey everyone, thank you for being a part of our church online here at Jubilee. We're starting a new series called Christians Might Be Crazy, and this is the very first message in it. In this series, we're gonna be looking at culture and being a Christian and how those things kind of collide and how we follow God in the midst of that. So we hope that you get a lot out of it, and thanks again so much for tuning in. God, we just thank you for this morning. We cry out to you. We say that we want more of you, God more of who you are. God, you have full access to our hearts. Tell them that this morning. God, you have full access to my heart this morning. Open your heart to him, church. God wants to move this morning in your life. He is here. He is here to meet every need. He does that by the power of his spirit. So open up your heart to him this morning. Tell him, God, there is no one else but you. There is no other God like you. Father, we choose this morning to move out of a place of control. We choose to move out of the driver's seat. And Father, we by choice take a back seat to allow you to be in this room, to be in control of every word that is spoken, every song that is sung, and every prayer that is made from the true, genuine place of the depths of our heart, God. Come in, meet us, fill us up this morning. Every need in this room, by the power of your spirit, may you meet it in Jesus' name. Whether you are weary and tired or you're on the top of a mountaintop and had a high experience with God, may God renew you this morning fill you and encourage you with the power and the strength and the might of his spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. (laughs) Welcome to Jubilee Fellowship Church. My name is Rebecca Murley. Uh, My husband Jonathan and I are the missions pastors here at Jubilee, as well as I am the prayer pastor. So just want to take a moment and say thank you for joining us this morning, whether you're here live listening and sitting in the service, or like my daughter, I think she's tuning in from Virginia, from Liberty University, so good morning, Ashley. Um, I just want to stop and take a moment and say thank you for being here, and thank you to Pastor John um, for inviting me to be the guest speaker for him. He is away this weekend teaching, training, equipping, and spiritually pouring into the men of Jubilee at our men's advance, and uh, talked with my husband last night, and he said it has been a great weekend so far. They're wrapping up this morning, and so we bless them and all that they're doing, and Pastor John and his ministry to the men here at Jubilee. So if you got your notes, go ahead and grab those, and we're going to get started. You picked a great weekend to join us this weekend because we're kicking off a brand new series. Isn't that exciting? Did you read the title in the notes? Yeah, when I got the title, hey, you're going to be speaking on this. I'm like, what does that mean? Am I the crazy one? Is that why you picked me? So the title of this series is Christians Might, that's the key word, might be crazy, right? Now, if you're dying for an opportunity to tell the person you came with that they're crazy, here's your chance. So just turn to the person next to you and tell them, I think you're a little crazy. (laughs) You're like, but my husband's not here. He's at the men's advance. Okay, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. So we're going to be talking about Christians might be crazy in this new series. For the purpose of this first message in this series, I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. 
Um, so I met with Pastor John and the teaching team, and I just said, you know, this is kind of um, my bent, my background, my training, my education, if you will, and also it's my gifting and my calling uh, to move in the Holy Spirit and to teach people about the Holy Spirit. So you guys on board with me this morning? I love that. Man, this is my favorite service, by the way. Last night, the four o'clock, I'm like, are you guys even here? Are you awake? So thank you. Thank you for being awake this morning. You're all morning people like me. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is, why do we need him, and how do we encounter him? And so I said to Pastor John and the teaching team, I was like, if there is any part of someone looking outside into the church that they may not understand or comprehend, it's certainly around perhaps the Trinity, the Godhead. We serve three gods in one, right? And so the personhood, though, of the Holy Spirit is most often the one that gets uh, mislabeled or misinterpreted, misunderstood, perhaps even abused. You know, he kind of gets a bad rap sometimes because either we just don't understand it or perhaps we have had a negative experience around the personhood of the Holy Spirit. You know, and I said, if there's anything where we get labeled as being nuttier than a Snickers bar, it's probably around the Holy Spirit. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And at the end, if you call me nuttier than Snickers bar, that's okay. That's my favorite candy bar. So I'm all good with that. All right. So we're going to jump right in here. And I'm going to ask you a few questions, just out of my personal curiosity. And there's no right or wrong answer, by the way. So how many of you would say, by a show of hands, when it comes to the personhood, the activity, and an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you've had a really positive experience, meaning that it has drawn you closer to the heart of God? Um, you've, it's been a marker in your life to go, that was God, and that was a genuine move of his spirit, and it impacted my life, which makes you who you are today. I have, for sure. I would not be standing in front of you if I had not had those things in my life, those encounters. Now, let's just be real. In a room of this size, and for those listening online, I realize that there are many denominational backgrounds represented in this room, fair to say. And so if you're a little bit like me, uh, would you allow me to share my story about where I'm coming from with the Holy Spirit? Because I believe that's going to give you an understanding about what I'm teaching on, uh, where we're going with this. So I've had many positive experiences, but I've also uh, probably sampled many flavors of many denominations, if you will. Pastor John jokes around and says it's like the 31 flavors of Baskin-Robbins, right? And so here's the deal. I grew up in a household that was spiritually divided. And what I mean by that is I had uh, one parent, uh, my mother, who became a Christian after uh, my father and her were married. And so she becomes a born-again believer, a new believer. My dad, on the other hand, although he believed in God, he did not want to go to church, nothing to do with organized religion or anything like that. So you just kind of didn't go there with my father. And so my religious experience, my background was going to church with my mama. And she would just tag me along like many of you mommies probably did this morning. You're like, come on, kids, or bring in your grandkids. We're going to go to church because you're instilling those spiritual disciplines into your children. By the way, good job. I know it's a hard effort getting your kids to go, especially when they're teenagers and they're like, 
I don't need to go to church. Anyway, that's another message for another time. So I went to church with my mom. When my mom was a new believer, she just went to the church up the street from her house in our little neighborhood. And in that particular denomination, as a new believer, they said, go read the New Testament. She's like, great. She gets her Bible and she starts reading in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then she starts heading over to Acts, Corinthians, Galatians, and Ephesians. And she's like, who is this Holy Spirit? I want to know more. This is fascinating. Signs and wonders and miracles and healings and speaking in other tongues. And who is this God that I serve and his spirit? So she makes an appointment with the pastor and says, Pastor, tell me more about the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited. And in a nutshell, this is what the pastor of that denomination said. Well, that's a part of the Bible. It's certainly in there But that was for then, and it is not for today. And the gifts of the Spirit were only during Jesus' time. That is not for you today. Exactly. So thank goodness I was born in the South because my mom has a strong will, and so do I. So she said, thank you, but no thank you. And listen, I believe that that was the Holy Spirit speaking to her. She said, no, if this is the Bible... And it's spoken, you're telling me, this is divine, inerrant word of God, the rhema word of God. We believe this isn't just a good book of stories, by the way, just so we're all on the same page. This is the living, breathing, rhema word of God, and everything in it is for your benefit and for my benefit. Why? So we can live, move, and breathe in God's spirit and in his plan and his purpose for you and I on this earth. You need this cover to cover. Everything in it. So, mama went to a new church. And so did I. And so on and so forth. We began growing and maturing together. Even when I was a kid, I wasn't aware. You are doing a great service bringing your kids and your grandkids to church. They may not even be aware of the spiritual deposit that's being put in them. That is time well invested. It is time well spent modeling for your children who God is and why you need him. I don't know who that was for this morning, but that was not in my notes. Good job. So I end up going off to a charismatic evangelical Christian university, and it's called Oral Roberts University. It's still alive and well today, right smack dab in the middle of the Bible Belt. Good old Tulsa, Oklahoma. Woohoo! So I moved from Kentucky to Oklahoma, thinking, God, where did you bring me? Woohoo! Here we go. And so I go to ORU, and ORU has this motto of mind, body, spirit. Their goal is to educate the whole person. Okay? Makes sense, right? We not only want to give you a degree. I got my degree in education. I was a teacher. Uh, but I got a spiritual degree. Um, and so while I was at ORU... Uh, It was in the early 90s. It was during a time of some really big name, charismatic, uh, revivalist speakers that were moving throughout the nation. Anybody was a Christian around that time, early 90s? Okay, so names like uh, Benny Hinn, Marilyn Hickey, um, T.D. Jakes. That was the caliber of the pastors, trainers, and teachers that came in and taught the student body. Now, a particular evangelical uh, minister, pastor, came in to a chapel service one week, and it was revival week. 
And um, he said he was teaching and he stopped teaching. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, listen, I believe God is moving in this room. And during his message, he said, I want everybody to get up, go out of these doors and go out onto the lawn. And my team is going to come around, my ministry team. And we're going to pray for each and every one of you who would like to receive more of the Holy Spirit. And so thousands of students get up out of their seats. We all go out onto this lawn, and we're ready to be prayed for by this evangelist. And I was super excited because I was growing in my faith in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, this is awesome. Who doesn't want more of the Lord? I'm ready. So there's thousands of students on this lawn lined up, and I'm standing there in my spirit just worshiping God. And I'm so excited, Lord. Whatever you have for me, my heart is open. And then something happens. I start getting in my head. And I start watching and analyzing and looking at everything that's happening all around me. And so I see this minister going through, praying for individuals. And some of them at that time, when he prayed, they felt the power of God so strong on them that they couldn't stand up and they fell backwards. Now, they had people there behind them catching them, but it's called being, it's a charismatic term, being slain in the spirit, if you've ever heard of that. Now, I had seen that before in a denomination I had been a part of, so I wasn't really afraid of it, but I had never personally experienced that. And so I start watching and going, oh, wait a second. Is that what's supposed to happen? And if that doesn't happen to me, what does that mean? Am I not as spiritual as my peers? Am am I going to be missing something? Am I good enough for God to touch me in that way or to move in that way? It freaked me out. So my mind begins to take over. And by the time the minister gets to me, I've got my hands up. I'm like, ah, just paralyzed in fear and anxiety. He prays. I felt nothing. But guess what I did? I just fell down. Just <laughs> I just fell backwards because I was like, I am not going to be the only one not falling down. So there is proof there is Christian peer pressure, people. I'm just telling you, it's a real thing. It is a real thing. You know, it's kind of like, oh, everybody else is raising their hands. Maybe I should raise my hands or everybody else is doing this. I had plenty of peer pressure in high school and a public school as a Christian, and this is a whole different kind of peer pressure. You start comparing, Right? God's not out for us comparing us with other people and how are they doing with God and what are they doing? And so I'm telling you the story. The point is, it was a fork in the road of my faith because I had no problem connecting with God the Father. I loved having a heavenly Father and getting to know him in that way. And I recognized my need for a Savior You know, sign me up for Jesus. Hey, I got plenty of sin I need washed away. I'm all good there. Yeah, I need Jesus. But when it comes to the personhood of the Holy Spirit, where are you at with him? Are you open to it? Have you maybe even had a negative experience that that personhood of the the Trinity where you just go, eh, I'm not really sure about that. You know, I've I've had a negative experience where either a pastor, a minister, a teacher, a prophet, someone has done something along the way where it's just kind of left that negative taste in your mouth. Do Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's been where they've manipulated you or put fear into you. 
tried to take money from you in the name of the Lord? I, I don't know, but I do know this. On behalf of the Lord, he asked me this morning in the position that I'm in today, if that's you and you have been just disappointed and maybe just turned off because of man getting in the way of a genuine move of God, and it's just left you going, eh, I could take it or leave it, the Holy Spirit. Can I just do this in all sincerity? Can I just apologize to you? For anything that has come out of the mouth of a pastor or a teacher or a mentor, maybe even a family member, in the name of the Holy Spirit that has never settled well with you, would you accept that apology? And the reason why the Lord asked me to do that is because if we're to go further in this message and talk about who the Holy Spirit is and why do you need him, if you're not open right now, if you're not willing to open your heart out of something negative that happened or a bad experience, here's what it'll do. It'll come in and it'll choke out the life of God in you. Why? Because he is part of the Trinity. He is the spirit of Jesus. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is who lives, moves, and breathes in you. And if you make that decision, by the way, it's your choice. I get it because I had to make that choice. I said, God, is this even real? Is this genuine? You know, I'm, I'm not a fake person. People who know me pretty much know you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> My sweet husband. I tell it like it is. I'm trying to be honest with you. It was a fork in the road for me to go switch that off and go, no, thank you. I'm okay with God and Jesus. Or I got desperate. I said, Lord, I may not understand it, I may not have experienced it, but I'm going to study this, and this is my barometer. This is my testing mark. The Word of God is what you and I should be taking everything through. It is your filter. Any rocks that get dumped in front of you, you take them through the filter of Scripture, and if they don't line up with the Word of God, Here's what you do. You take those words, you take that abusive, whatever it was, person, minister, pastor, denomination, put whatever it is on it, and you rip it up, you tear it up, you put it in the trash, you burn it, you get rid of it, you do not let it take into you and get life into you because I'm telling you, it will choke out the true, genuine move of the Holy Spirit that God so wants to do in us. Do you believe that? He wants to revive you today. He does that by the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, I'm just going to pray real quickly because God's settling on something right now. Would you just, every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you see the face of the person right now. You're like, I gave them money and they just took it from me. Or they told me I got cancer because I deserved it. I don't know what was spoken over you, 
But I just want to break that off of you right now. Put your hand on your heart with me. God, I just thank you that you love your kids so much that you don't want us to stay stuck. You do not want anything to choke out the life of the Spirit in your people and in your church. So, Father, we choose to forgive. We choose to release those negative words that were not edifying, encouraging, or confirming to us. And, God, we cast them back to the pit of hell where they belong. Lord, we put everything under the blood of Jesus, under the sacrifice that he made for us, and we put it all in alignment with the word of God and the Holy Scriptures. Father, let every word that I speak from here forward be only from your heart to encourage your people today to renew us and to create in us a clean and pure heart. God, have your way. Come in, renew and restore us and cause us to be open. We are open this morning to more of you. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, by the way, says, But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages others, and comforts them. That is your testing strip for moving in the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to shift gears here, and I'm going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is. And in order to do that, I've got some special guests that I've invited to be a part of my teaching opportunity this morning. So special guests, can you come up on stage, please? Come on up here. All right, can you give them an applause? They need some help. Come on up here, kids. Hi, Holy Spirit. How are you? Oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. You look so gorgeous. This, um, these group of kiddos right here are Amy Pillar's kiddos, Pastor John's grandkids. So this is Marcus. Can you say hi, Marcus? Hi, Marcus. And this is Lane. Can you say hi to Lane? And this is sweet little Pravi. Can you say hi to Pravi? Okay, so we're going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is based on the Trinity, right? So just so we're all on the same page, we do serve a triune God. Amen? Three gods in one. So we have God the Father. What are some other names for God? Abba. Yahweh. Jehovah, right? He is Father God, the creator of the universe, creator of us, right? So making sure we're all on the same page here. Kids are fun, right? This is fun. You can smile. It's all good. (laughs) They're excited to be here. So Marcus is going to represent God. Now, God, foundationally to the Christian faith, we believe that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Okay, give me some other names for Jesus. Messiah, Prince of Peace. Savior, Emmanuel. Oh, you guys are so educated too. That's why I love you all. Okay. So we believe that God sent his son, Jesus, to the earth to be the son of God and the son of man. And Jesus's purpose was for our redemption on the cross, right? According to scripture, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through the son. Amen. We all agree on that. Jesus, after he uh, was died, buried, resurrected, he, right before he went up to heaven, he told his disciples something very key. And I'm going to read this scripture to you real quick. 
Jesus says, you can turn if you have your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 7. And he says, however, I am telling you nothing but the truth, that it is profitable. Everybody say profitable. It's profitable for you. That means it's good, it's expedient, it's advantageous. It is good for you that I, what, go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come to you. Who's the comforter? Hi, Holy Spirit. She has gorgeous eyes, by the way. You're so cute. So probably is the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't go away... The Holy Spirit will not come to you, but I will send him to you. So the purpose of Jesus going away, did we lose something when he left? We didn't lose anything when he left. He said, I'm going to give you something awesome. I'm going to give you my spirit. And he says, you are going to do even greater works than I did on this earth Because why? Because now you have the same spirit, the Holy Spirit. You're good right there. You're good. She's all good. You had the Holy Spirit, right? You are empowered. Let me tell you something. God could choose to live anywhere on this earth. There are many gods that are statues and temples and everything else outside of Christianity, right? I do missions. I travel the world. It's what I see everywhere I go. But the God that we serve, he chooses to live where? In the hearts of men. You and I, these kids up here, your children, your children's children, your grandchildren, we are the most valuable piece of real estate on this earth. You have the living, moving breathing spirit of the living God inside of you. Why? To equip you to walk on this earth. The the job of the Holy Spirit is to conform us to the image of who? Jesus. Now, kids, it's time to flip your signs. They're so ready to flip their signs. Okay. Now, I'm going to read a scripture to you. Sorry, team back there. I'm going to back up to a scripture in Genesis. Okay. In the beginning... Genesis chapter 126. You guys got that up there? Then God said, let us, who is us? The Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So we are made in God's likeness. Now, let me ask you guys something. Are you guys all brother and sister? Yeah. Are you a part of the same family? Yeah. But Marcus, do you act like your sister Lane? No. You don't act like her at all? You have your own personality? Okay, that's awesome. That's cool. Lane, do you act like your sister Pravi? No, you're just Lane, right? God created you to be Lane. These three are all related as a part of the same family, but they have three distinct personalities, don't they? But they are all made up of three parts. So you've got your soul. Everybody say soul. Soul. What's your soul? It's your mind, your will, and your emotions, right? Then we've got right here your body. You have your physical outward appearance. It's important to care for our bodies, right? God calls that holy. And then you have your spirit. And for the purpose of this message today, 
This is what I'm talking about. Connecting with God spirit to spirit. Are you tracking with me? All right, let's give these guys a hand. Good job. Way to go, kids. Awesome. If you can't tell, I was an elementary and preschool teacher for many years. So I have fun with you guys. Thank you for behaving, by the way. I never have to say, you know, keep your eyes up here. <laughs> so fun working with preschoolers. Now, let's talk about this. John 4.24 says this, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. It is vital for you to know who the Holy Spirit is. Church at Jubilee, can we all agree on this? No matter what denominational background you come from, can we all agree to be open to crying out for a genuine move of the Spirit of God? Would you join your pastors in that? Would you join Pastor John and Chris in that? That is their heart's desire for this church and for you. We want freedom. We want freedom in the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 23. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the spirit desires what is contrary, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are what? They're in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Come on, read this with me. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Did you know that it's possible to have two thoughts at the same time that are in conflict with each other? It could have happened this morning. You might have had your alarm go off and your body's like, I don't want to get up and go to church. And your spirit's like, I need to go to church. Right? What about this? Man, what that person did to me, they cut me off in traffic or a coworker or whoever. I don't want to forgive them. I'm still mulling that thing over. And your spirit's like, it's time to forgive. <laughs> Two thoughts that are what? In conflict with each other. We're talking about the Holy Spirit this morning. How are you at being led by the Holy Spirit? How are you doing spiritually in that department? It's tough, isn't it? When you have things that are in conflict with each other, it's hard to allow your spirit man to rise, but it's not impossible. It is possible. Jesus made a way for us to do that. On the other hand, are your emotions dictating and guiding your life? Is that a part of you that if you're fearful or anxious or worried, is that driving you? Or are you going back to scripture and saying, no matter how I feel right now, I'm going to speak the word of God over this situation. Or maybe you're more concerned with your outward physical appearance. What other people think about you on this versus your internal character shining forth and being the first thing that people see. That's where I want to be. The reality is walking with the Lord, 
learning to walk in the Holy Spirit, it is a lifetime journey, isn't it? I mean, you're talking to a Southern girl right here, and I got a strong will. (laughs) And God has worked on me. Hear me. It's possible to let your spirit rule. There's a little trick that I do when I am so much in my flesh and when I'm so focused on my emotions, I kind of do this little trick. I snap my fingers. I'm like, girl, you better snap out of it. Snap out of it. How quick can you go from spirit to flesh? I can go pretty quick. Ask Jonathan. (laughs) Ask my kids. Sometimes I have to snap out of it and go, nope, that's not producing fruit in my life. That's not producing love. That's not producing joy, patience, peace, and kindness. I don't get on this whole, well, I guess I better go sit in a corner and condemn myself. No. I'm here to encourage you. We're all in this together. This should be as iron sharpens iron. I hope that's what it is for you this morning. I'm not here to guilt you or condemn you. I'm here to say, let the Spirit rule Be led by the Spirit in your life. It is possible because of what Jesus did for us. So, if you're following along, how do you encounter the Holy Spirit is the fill in the blank. How? Have you ever heard a message before? Maybe Pastor John's been speaking and you're like, oh my goodness, he's talking to me in the room. I'm like the only person in the room that he's talking to. Who gave him access to my social media account? He knows everything about me, right? It's like, here's all the cue cards for so-and-so's life. Why don't you just talk to them? Has anybody ever felt that before? You're in a message. You're like, whoa, that was just for me today. Maybe you feel that right now. I don't know. That is the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go very far to find him. He will find you. He knows your every need turn to your neighbor and say, I've got needs. And so do you. He knows your every need. And if you ask him to meet your every need, how does he meet your need? By his spirit. Every pastor on our teaching team that comes up here always, trust me, I'm the prayer pastor here, so I know, We pray that we are vessels of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we're not just up here trying to give you good ideas. We are up here teaching from the word of God, giving you scripture and truth cover to cover. Why? Because you have needs, we have needs, and we can only do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am not smart enough to know what you need. Neither is any pastor on this teaching team. It has to be by his power. Amen? Amen. This is the church that you belong to. We want to be used and moved in the power of the living God. I want to read a scripture to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by what? By his spirit. The spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God, 
For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. It is impossible right here for me to know what you're thinking. I'm so glad we don't have a ticker tape on our forehead going, ah. <laughs> talk about freaking your pastors out. So how then does a message or words coming out of your pastor's mouths speak to you? How is it like, how did they know exactly what was going on? According to scripture, it's by his spirit. Is that what you want? Where are you at with God and his Holy Spirit? The point of this message is it's time to do a DTR. I know older generations are like, what's that? I have teenagers. It's time to define the relationship. It's kind of a social media thing. I don't know. I'm not on those apps. Pastor Jake's so creative. He gave me that term. So if you don't like it, talk to Pastor Jake. (laughs) It's time to do a DTR. Define the relationship. Where are you at with the Holy Spirit? Is this encouraging you today, motivating you to create a desire in your heart for more of him? I hope that it is. If anything is successful from this morning, it's that I just nudge you a little closer. Just a little closer. Maybe you walk in the room today and you're like, I've been feeling distant, and I don't know what it is, but I just can't connect with God lately. I'm trying to hear from him. I'm trying to listen to him. It's the Holy Spirit. Is something choking out the life of that in you? Is it something you need to let go of or get out of your head? Because here's what's happening. When I told that story where I got in my head, during that whole prayer service out on the lawn, what was happening was I was trying to comprehend a limitless God with a limited mind. And there was a reason why I brought children up on the stage with me this morning. It's because I want you to have a visual example of how you approach the Holy Spirit and how you approach the Trinity. We should come with childlike faith. There are certain things that you and I will just never be able to comprehend this side of heaven. And it is by faith that we agree, even in the Trinity himself. If you try to explain that to a non-believer, they're going to be like, what the heck are you talking about? Come to encounter the Holy Spirit with childlike faith. Children are not prone to pride. They're not prone to hypocrisy. They're teachable. They're trainable. Where are you? It's a simple act of being open. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up as we close. And we're going to go into a time of worship. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to connect with the Holy Spirit through worship. I want to encourage you. There are some little points on your notes. As we're singing this song, the first step that I would encourage you to do is to ask. Just ask him. Ask God for more of the Holy Spirit. Is that fair to say? 
ask him, invite him into your life and ask him to give you a desire for the fire. Desire the fire. Another point that I wanna make because this song is about being a sacrifice. When's the last time you heard that? Be a sacrifice unto the Lord. Say, God, my life is yours. It's not mine. And you do that by surrendering control. If you ever see me, for example, why do I lift my hands in worship? Because I got a strong will and lifting my hands is a reminder to myself to go, my life is not my own. It does not belong to me. It was purchased with a great price. And when my other hand goes up, I say, and God, I give you all the glory for what you do in and through me. I want my life to be so full of the Holy Spirit that it overflows. And I wanna invite you to stand with us And if you want to ask and desire and surrender and lay your life on the altar to be a holy sacrifice as unto God, would you just do this with me? Would you consider, even if you've never raised your hands before, there is no Christian peer pressure in this room, by the way. That does not exist. Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at somebody you came with. I'm not looking at you. No one's judging you. Would you just lift your hands up? Father, I just pray right now that you would fill us, fill your children with more of the Holy Spirit, God. Pour out your life, your life into us, God. Cause us, Lord, we want to be a holy sacrifice unto you so that you can consume everything of who we are, God. All of who we are, Lord, take over. Take over, Holy Spirit, and Fill us with more fresh fire and a fresh wind of your spirit. We praise you when you thank you for all you're going to do in us and through us this morning. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today and being a part of our church in our series online. We hope that God spoke to you and moved in your life right where you are. Here at Jubilee, we see giving as an act of worship. And if you want to take part in that with us, we've got three easy ways that you can give right from where you are. There are three ways you can give. The first way is online at jfc.org forward slash give. The second way you could give is on our app, which is on the Apple and Google platforms. And the third way is you can text to give. You can text JFC Give to 77977. Thanks again so much for being a part of our church online. We hope you have a great day.